Okay, mic check one, two, three, mic check one, two, three, mic check one, two, three. Hello, how are you? I'm great. Awesome. Yes, it's great to connect connect with you great, today. Great, yeah. great, great, great. So um I'll just I'll introduce you to my audience. Um, which I should say um, have been doing the numbers. I just checked the numbers and for the first time ever since I've been recording this podcast for like, say, six to seven months. And um, yep. crazy numbers. We're recording like 50 plus lessons every month. And that's, that's even nice. with the inconsistencies. So I think if we make it, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I should make it a daily thing, find people all over the globe to talk about football with. And this, those numbers might just double, triple, or even maybe uh, multiply by 10, um, maybe 500 lessons in a month, maybe. But ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first X Minutes podcast. Um, this will be episode 52 by the time you are listening to it. We're still on the London Derby. My name is Ruti Midarawala. Some people call me Papi the Great. You'll find me on Twitter at Papi underscore the Great. This year is for the doubles and the triples. What am I talking about? Um, I will, you usually used to listening to me talk alone about football. But this year, we have a New Year resolution to feature as many football fans as possible. I've got one, um, and the first is a Nigerian, but first Nigerian to be appearing on the podcast from another country. Wow, we're global now. Yes, we're global now. <laughs> so, um, I'm thinking all the way from Australia. Yeah? Yes. Correct. Wow. Wow. Okay, we'll talk a lot about Australia later. And by the way, just for the record, get ready for a long podcast episode because this is usually 10 minutes, but then again, this one might run into 15, 20, depending on whether we agree on um, Frank Lampard being a fraud or whether we agree on Kepa Balaga being a fraud or not. So, ladies and gentlemen, the next voice you're going to hear now will be that of my brother, my friend, introducing himself telling us the club that he supports and uh, telling us about the club that he hates the most. Nambi, your time starts now. <laughs> okay, this is this is difficult to follow up, but I'll try. My name is Nambi. You can find me on Twitter at Nambi Jugo. Actually, you can find me everywhere at Nambi Jugo. So it's Nambi and J-U-U-G-O. It's pretty easy to yes. pronounce. That's why I use it. I'm a Chelsea football fan. I grew up an AC Milan fan, so I'm kind of like a, not a snitch, but like a, not a rebel, a traitor. That's the word. The team I hate the most, obviously, Barcelona. But was this swelled by all the, was it was this hate swelled by all those early days of the Chelsea Barcelona clashes? Remember those days of Crespo and Drogba? Yeah. No, before the Overbow days, Seth. Uh, well, it was it was it was fueled by the Chelsea Barcelona, the Manchester United Barcelona, but most importantly the Milan Barcelona. There was a particular game in I think the round of sixteen of the quarterfinals that we met Barcelona and we were leading by two nil, three nil in the first leg, and in the second mm. leg they somehow got the penalty of Puyo falling down during the corner kick. I've never I've never forgiven them for that. And many more. Wow. So wow. yeah, uh, so it's 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 been 
a fantastic time eating Barcelona and love it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a really weird, it's a really weird act to follow. But yeah, you can love and hate Lionel Messi. Mm, uh, mm, that's yeah. been difficult to be honest. But all, all the same, yes, I've, I've been supporting Chelsea for a while now. Actually, I started supporting mm, Chelsea when Mourinho came in, mostly because of mm. his uh, style of football. I was oh, okay. Yeah. Except for your, your Jose Mourinho fan. Mm, mm. I'm actually a fan of compact football. I actually like mm. um, the Chelsea of the first Mourinho era. And oh, yeah. Inter- yeah. Era. Mostly because they, they, were co- they were kind of like a throwback to a type of football that was being threatened by the, the, in- the incoming Pep Guardiola. You know, compact football with a strong counter that was a bit attritional but effective. But the mm. counter was, was what made it effective. But unfortunately, I don't know, the Mourinho we see now doesn't just have that edge. I mean, he has, he has, he has, he still, he still has the same compact um, style of play. He doesn't just have the players in that in that team. It doesn't have the counter element. It just makes him a really, really, really blunt knife. And then, <laughs> you know, the rest we say is history. A really, really blunt knife. Okay, I'll stick. I'll stick with a really, really blunt knife because yesterday, for the first half of the game in the London derby between Chelsea and Arsenal, the Gunners looked, seemed like, appeared like. A really, really blunt knife. No attempt at all, whether on or off target. Second half, drama. Martinelli gets in the goal. Hector Bellerin gets in the goal. Kante sleep. And the Ghana still a point away from the Stamford Bridge. In a minute or two, I'd like your thoughts about that derby game. What did you think, generally, as an analyst, as a football fan, what's your opinion about that London derby? No, it's a representation of two clubs of two clubs that uh, are the same. They are the same. Um, they are the same point in their history. One team is mm. looking to start a game with another manager. The other team is is not quite there. And the first was um, Arsenal. Um, Atlanta's Arsenal was quite solid. Which was interesting, and of course the red card put them in a difficult position, but they somehow were strong after the red card, which was also interesting. But for me, from a Chelsea fan perspective, Chelsea simply um, failed to take chances, create chances, and in the end we found ourselves two goals up, and then one goal up, and then one goal up again, and somehow we somehow. Took a draw from 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 a win that we could have won. It's a very difficult game to watch, and for me, it represents why Frank Lampard needs needs to purchase players, which has been the theme ever since Chelsea fans and analysts alike um, um, found out that the ban had been lifted. So yeah, whatever Mourinho, um, Lampard is doing, he needs to buy new players. Okay, we say Lampard should get new players. We say Lampard should bring in new legs. I look at the squad yesterday and 
I'd rather not touch on the tactical aspect of um, defending against that kind of Martinelli situation because I feel that Kante shouldn't have been the only player who would have been in so deep, who could have had the likes of Aspilicueta probably backing him up. So for in case of anything, but I'll leave that. Now let's touch on the transfer window. It's the January um, winter transfer window and it will be closing short in a couple of days. We talk about Lampard having to bring in new players. What player is currently there in the squad? Okay, that's too wide now. Let me let me narrow it down a little bit. What kind of player does the Chelsea football team need right now? Well, first of all, no matter what we are considering, I think that getting a striker should be number one top priority. Um, Y'all have Tammy Abraham and that other and I I just want to hear and who? (laughs) Okay, can we move on? (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like I feel like when I was considering players that I thought Chelsea would need the first two things I could see that one we need a striker we need a winger but something that I failed to or people have failed to notice is that we're not just lacking of a world-class winger that is not William, because William is the lowest of the world-class wingers that I know. We also need a striker really? that is more effective in front of goal. But more importantly, there's this, there's this, um, there's something we need to consider that a play, a, a player that left the Chelsea squad took the bulk of our creativity and our, our. Sort of anything uh, sorting ourselves out in the final third for the past five seasons, a player left the squad that took that with him. And we've neither been able to replace him with one, two, or three players that can take up the bulk of that creativity, the bulk of that chances, the bulk of that of those runs, wow. those dribbles. He left a big he left, he left a big hole to fill. And for me, if we are looking for players, we have to look at players that might not be able to necessarily do all of that in one person. But at least one or two or three players that can do that. And quite frankly, we do have some players that could have come up. Tommy Abraham has the goals, no doubt. Um, Kovacic's ability in the midfield is, while still questionable from an elite perspective, is still solid enough, especially his ability to, you know, continue to recycle possession and make some, some very, very deep, some very, very deep runs into the final third. However, the thing was that for us to look for a winger who created as much as Hazard, a player who created as much as Hazard, is actually very difficult. But it's the one thing that stands between us and to actually challenging for the title again. Hmm. We speak about getting players and always speaking about getting players and Hazard's name popped up and I think it's fair to say that everything you've mentioned spot on the guy literally took his creativity and took it away from Chelsea and now Chelsea look well not necessarily like a side bereft of ideas but we know that that creativity is no longer at the level that it used to be for chelsea now moving forward uh, i think 24 or 25 games played in the premier league now i'm not really sure of the numbers now match day 25 was played or is being played this week i think they have 13 more games to go 
where do you see Chelsea finishing with this current squad? Let's 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 pretend the tram- this, the transfer window is closed. Where do you foresee, based on not just yesterday's performance, but the performance um, as a whole for the 2019-2020 football season? Where do you think Chelsea will finish? What position do you think they will um, finish? I, I in mean, the table this for season? us to hold on to for please. What place? Hmm. Who are your contenders? Okay, for, uh, if he's going to be difficult, then right that means the current contenders. contenders for fourth place are Manchester United. Uh, so I'll go from lowest possible to highest possible. So um, Arsenal, Arsenal is ten points behind Chelsea. If we form well enough, which are we, we have been because our form is quite patchy, they could meet up. Southampton is out of it. So it's Tottenham. Sheffield United is an outlier. I hate to say that Wolverhampton Wanderers also an outlier. So it's actually the onus falls on Manu, falls on Tottenham, and possibly Wolves to catch up with Chelsea. Now, wh- why I said it, 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 I feel it's difficult for them to hold on to fourth place is because the complacency that we did we did not want, um, because we didn't simply have the squad that could deliver one blow and move on, has set in, and the performances, especially from the front has been quite frustrating and that is that's my personal opinion that it, it needs to improve for us to be able to mm-hmm. retain that third place you, you understand we, we we need to improve our form in front of goal it's been patchy in in in, in, the, in the last few matches we 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 considered two and scored two against us now we lost to newcastle we beat burnley great we drew with brighton what we lost to Southampton. Let's leave us the Arsenal game wow. out of it. That's, we lost wow. to Southampton. Okay, we lost to Tottenham with the no. red card. But before that, we lost to Brighton. And we lost to um, Bournemouth, sorry. Huh? So the losses we've been having have been quite... So you, Chelsea loses to Bournemouth, Chelsea loses to Brighton, Chelsea so you can losing to Newcastle, Newcastle Chelsea losing to Southampton. And it's obvious because there's a hole. And it doesn't help that our... our, our Tall, young, and handsome goalkeeper Kepa is well not keeping. <laughs> My God! Okay, that got me. That got me. I was going to swear a lot, but I'm, I'm really doing hard because my mom listens to this. So, and then we we are not we are not even trying to push for players. For example, okay. there is a there is there is a Cavani. Yes, an existing Cavani. Um, uh, what they call it? There is anything Cavani possibility hanging in the balance. You get me here, and we could get him and bring him into the team, and he could yes give not only give Tammy Abraham a run for his money, but also actually provide a fin- a, a a threat in front of goal that Tammy Abraham doesn't have the maturity to. To be at that level yet, and of course there are players that at young uh, at a very young age they performed high in front of goal. Tammy Abraham is one of them. He's not an outlier. He will become a great player. But I think that for now he needs not just the guidance of a, a more experienced player, but he also needs he also needs uh, he also needs that challenge. And right and right now he needs that challenge badly, and that's my own personal opinion. Of course, again, let's not go to Kepa. I don't want to talk about Kepa. Just not to care about that. Okay. Oh, Kepa is the Balogun. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
You don't want to go through it, but it has to be said, and this is a fact. He's the most expensive goalkeeper in the world right now. And that gives for something. We will not go to Kepa. We're just there to touch on that. Now, we look at let's look at let's look at the, the Chelsea now in respect we've already looked at Chelsea in respect to the Premier League where they can finish now Chelsea still in the Champions League if I'm not mistaken yes which will start next season next uh, which will start um, you know, we're going to start next Lewandowski month. in a few weeks yeah Lewandowski Lewy Lewy <laughs> Lewy <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> He's I rubbing mean, his hands together I mean, in the excitement of the that's been mauling other teams. Okay, for one of you, Gladbach and Leverkusen. I think it was, it was they've been scoring goals in their last game. They scoring four. goals, the game before they had two, which is not too bad, and then against Freiburg, three against whatever. Lewandowski is scoring for fun. And not only do they, do they not have one attacking um, threat, they have one, they have two, they have three. They have Lewandowski, they have Naby, they have Koma, they have Coutinho. And interestingly, they have Paris. Are you giving up already? If you've come to tell us apart, here's the bread. Have you? Have you? Uh, are you giving up on your side's chance um, I'm progressing to the quarterfinal of this year's Champions League? They are outsiders for this game. Even if they've just lost the manager, even if their current manager is a caretaker no. manager, a complete unknown, they still have a much more, in terms of ability, mm. they have a much more solid score than we do in every position, especially goalkeeper. Mm. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! I, I want to know: Am I speaking to two Namdis? Your, your, the real Namdi and your alter ego. The real Namdi doesn't want to talk about yeah, Kepa, but the alter ego finds a way to I, trip I, it in okay, every now and then. Oh, we'll fine, to, we'll talk about some Kepa, guy. Yeah. Then, I'm just, you know, I'm still fuming because every time I see the goal we considered <laughs> against um, against Bellerin, I think of the time he refused to go off the pitch against um, Sari. It's just like mm, 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 mm. now that we started talking about him. Now let's let's actually talk about him. Your reserve goalkeeper is former Manchester City um, goalkeeper. Um, what's his name now? Um, really, the guy I say his penalties a lot. I've forgotten his name. Uh, I think it's from Argentina. Really Caballero. Yeah. Now being back up to the world's most expensive goalkeeper means that you have to settle for a lot of playing time not on the field but on the bench because if the team can invest that much in a player in a goalkeeper then that means they want to see him play more often now I'll touch on Kepa in this way is there a dilemma in the boardroom in the back room with the backroom staff that this guy is expensive 
but not that good. If we drop him, then we're going to be putting money away. If we bring in somebody else, then we're going to be telling him or we're going to be um, bruising his ego by saying, you're not good enough and we don't trust you. What, what should be done here? Because trust me, it's a classic case of a dilemma. He is not good. It is obvious he is not that good. But somebody somewhere in the, in the boardroom in the, with the backroom staff is saying, one more game, just one more game. And with each game that passes, Kepa is ruined, is doing more harm to Chelsea than good. So what do you think can be done? Because we well, complain Kepa, 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 Kepa. What can be done to Kepa? Clarify Kepa's position. One was Mark and the test again at Barcelona. When he came in, when he came in, one of the biggest, um, one of the biggest issues mm-hmm. was do we do we remove Claudio um, Claudio Bravo, who was um, you know had won Champions League with them and whatnot, and bringing this young German upstart. Eventually, they settled for half and half. Test again took the second half, no doubt. But ever since Bravo left, Test again has established himself as one of the best goalkeepers in the world, if not the best. Simply because no, um, I know I won't retire. And Alison is Alison. The second person I could easily, I can't even refer to Alison too when he first came to Liverpool. You know, he was solid with a few mistakes, and that kind of gives you an idea of um, True. the fact that players, in spite of the fact that they have price price tags hanging over their heads, they are still players. In, in fact, to be honest, in soccer, we are very quick to refer to players as flops simply because of their price tag, which in itself can be understandable because a fan wants high performance from a highly paid or paid for player. Kepa's case, the talent is there. The understanding is there. Mm-hmm. The only difference is that um, the confidence has dipped a lot. Something that um, keepers have in general have experienced. For example, Courtois first season in Real Madrid was so woeful that we literally said we had sold the finished, like we sold, you know when you finish food and when you when you finish your food and there's something left in your plate and then you somehow sell it. That was what we mm-hmm. yeah, so we sold the remnants of our of our food to Real Madrid. However, he has been able to come good, become much better. So for me, I feel it, yes, it's having a serious crisis mm. problem. I think I think what can be done is to bring in a keeper that will actually challenge him for his position. Take for example, the it's a bit toxic, but um, Jose Mourinho giving a starting share to Diego Lopez, and Diego Lopez, despite being the second option. Somehow retained that position due to his performances alone. There was nothing else. And even when Mourinho was sacked, when Carlo Ancelotti came, Carlo Ancelotti retained Diego Lopez between the sticks. That should give you an idea that sometimes keepers need the right person to challenge them. This has happened. This has happened before. And the right person, I think there was one. There was one case that the subkeeper challenged the the starting keeper so much that he stepped up. And, you know, we could ex- we could experiment. But I think for Kepa, Kepa is still a young keeper. He's making a lot of mistakes, but the talent is there. Mm. He has made some crazy saves over the past few, over the past one plus years. You know, even though he has been woefully recently, 
I think the, I, I, I think the confidence crisis is one that needs to go away quickly. Hmm. We speak about goalkeepers coming on board to give the um, the um, number ones a run for their money, and it reminds me of Manchester City, the, yeah. the old Manchester City before all the yeah. money came in. Um, Shea given in goal and Thank Joe Hart given given a That's run me. for the money so much so that I mean, Shea given had was, was, and went to Newcastle. It became the, the, the so I, I, I think the England squad. I still think it would have been one of the best if if. if it's obvious there's a goalkeeping situation at Chelsea at the moment and what the Blues need right now is a manager who is going to be firm enough to say okay I need to make this decision give this player a run for his money or give him a run for his position in the team if he fights for it if both of them fight for it then it's good for Chelsea if he doesn't fight for it and the second person or the backup option is good enough then he gets to sit on the bench warm the bench long enough till he has sense enough to know that he needs to fight for his place and speaking of fighting for your place I'm going to speak to Namdi one final question if I let him go um, go back to enjoy. Wait, I need to ask about Australia. The fires and everything, yeah. total digression, I know. I know, total digression. But the fires and everything, you're safe. It's not where within where you are. Or Most of us, most people just read the news and I get asked randomly, so what's happening with the fire? Is it that fire is just going on for well, days? Like that end? rural areas of New South Wales, I believe. The 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 weather at that time was quite hot, so the fire somewhat mm. spread to the hinterlands of Victoria, um, precisely Gippsland, and it caught some holidayers mm. and people that live in that area off guard. Oh. There, there was a lot to try to put the fire out, but you know, of course, it started oh. with natural causes, oh. and it really spread because of the weather. Um, it was very difficult to put out. Um, while Australia has a great um, mm. fire fire service, they oftentimes on they are rather unfortunate that they have to experience um, some of these quite unfortunate natural, yeah, massive scale natural disasters. And so, however, you know, the weather has been good to us recently. The fires have died out. But what's interesting now is that the fires died out, and then the rains. Mm started interesting stuff and now rains are causing not slight so wow. it's just a comedy of natural disasters currently and it's why it's not something to laugh about I, I really don't know how else to explain it while it's not something to laugh about it's I mean it's quite sad but I really wow. I'm really just uh, personally I'm, I'm happy that you know that that difficult time has kind of passed but yeah, natural disasters have not been. Oh yeah, there's a dust cloud. I saw. Mm-hmm. Okay. Australia. Yeah. Australia still remains on my bucket list, though. One of these days, I'm going to manage to um, enjoy the long. How many hours flight? At a stretch, or you had to the stop of us. 
My friends, my my friends did forty-four hours. Ah, right. Okay, I'm learning. There was a twelve-hour stop at. There was a twelve-hour stop at. Uh, yeah, what? Istanbul. The, the, Even with the twelve hours. Well, yeah. There was a twelve-hour stop the at Istanbul. There was twelve hours stop oh. at I think Singapore, and then one more stop at Perth before they enter the connecting local flights to Melbourne. It's it's how it is. It's a lot. Will okay. Speaking of connecting, connect with us. Um, host Papi the Great. You can find me on Twitter at Papi underscore the Great. That's at P A P I underscore the Great. If you want to see more Australian uh, tweets, that, uh, how do you even watch Chelsea games? The time, Let's start the with time, that. The time frame um, is quite difficult because time, I really like to sleep at night. So most times I either sleep early and wake up try to see the game, or if I'm uh, working and the game is on, I just put the game on and continue working. Which happens a lot. So it's 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 it's, it's okay. difficult, no doubt. Typical Champions League. Typical Champions League Actually, game it, takes place is thirty yeah. Nigerian time. When are you watching it in Australia? Five thirty. Five thirty six a.m. Six. I, I can imagine. I can yeah. anthem at 6 a.m. in the morning. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay, just need to touch on a bit um, here, there, and everywhere about Australia. You can follow Nandi yes, on so Twitter. It's at Nandi Jugo, right? Double N D I J U U G O. Yeah, that's J W U, not W U. That's W U A U and another U and U. There you go. So thanks so much, Nandi, for giving us all this Australian spice on this podcast. I mean, hopefully, hopefully, um, hopefully, this for Arsenal, Chelsea, Chelsea. Let's talk about. Kill me. Means you don't get to lose the next London. There are a whole lot of London derbies, just in case you don't know. But the most important one, the next most important one, might just be the one with, against um, Spurs. Yeah, we the return we you guys have not played twice. This is like just once, card. yeah. I emphasize why the red card because I'm being petty. We are also playing them on the oh. 22nd of February. <laughs> February. One yeah, more before you go. I've been saying one more before you go. This has to be the last, 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 last one before oh. you go. Hazard. Oh, I, 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 I got this. I got Neymar this or Hazard? Who yeah, are you picking that, for your squad? Group. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to say anything. No. 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 Uh-uh. There are two. There are two. There are two players that are both. You are. You are asking me to make a difficult decision. There's a reason why Chelsea went first for Neymar before Hazard. So. There was a reason why Chelsea Just, just make one. Just say that. one name. Just, just say it. So that's it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, Smart I, one. I'm, Smart I'm one. Said, but really, I'm just not, pick. I'm not about just to just pick one. Just one. I don't then you go. Please. I, I, why I you stop? Quiet, I live a quiet life. <laughs> okay, Hazard. Edin Hazard. How <laughs> dare? <laughs> All right. Uh, yes. 
something out of him. I'm mentioning this on Twitter okay. to your name and let the trolls get you. All right, <laughs> thank you so much. One of football talk, um, first X minutes podcast. Hopefully, before the end of the quarter or even before the end of the season, I'll be having an MD back on another podcast episode. Probably to talk about how Chelsea performed, who they're going to sign in the summer transfer window, and of course, maybe their chances going forward in the next or this decade or even in the next 12 years. Thank you so much, NMD, for appearing on this podcast episode. So it's been a fun- um, for the podcast, of course, next episode we might be talking about maybe Barcelona. Everybody wants us to talk about Barcelona. Everybody wants us to talk about um, Arsenal or Manchester City. So we'll just find some other fans that will talk about um, other clubs in other podcast episodes. Thank you so much for spending 30 minutes. This is the longest podcast I've ever recorded since I've started recording. This, <laughs> this podcast episode. Thank you to my Australian friends. Of course, we'll be keeping in touch with you Thank over you the course know. of the days, month, week, and of course, the years. But for everything that you're going to be doing, Bye. podcast, I hope it's a profitable one. Bye.